What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week, we are talking about Funny Games, the uh, the American remake from 2007. Yes, sir. And uh, this was my pick. And uh, Brooke, you'd been mentioning that you've been wanting to watch it. So yeah, I, f- I figured I'd kind of kick you in the ass and make you watch it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> and this is... Uh, this is one that I just watched like not too long ago too. Like, okay, not not even a year ago, I don't think. Oh wow, okay. And uh, I don't know. I really enjoy it, so I'm happy to do an episode on it yeah. and hear your thoughts on it later on. Yes, sir. So uh, we've been talking. Uh, when was the last time we talked? Last it's been almost a week now, I guess. Yeah, I think it. And, yeah, pretty uh, much. We've been um, chatting, obviously. So. Yeah, yeah. Th- this whole week we've been telling each other what we've been watching <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. Usually we don't do it, but we've been on like a horror movie binge, it seems, this week. So maybe we'll just like mention the stuff we've been watching to our listeners, give some recommendations, stuff like that. Definitely. Um, so this week I watched uh, House. Yeah. Um, I think it's sometime in the 80s. I thought it was pretty fun. Fun movie is pretty wacky. Yeah, definitely. Um, you said you listened to a podcast on the sequel and you said it sounded insane. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were talking about how it's even crazier than the first one. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to watch the sequel to that. Yeah. Um, I watched another movie called cannibal Ferox, and it's such a weird name. But I had like no idea what it was and like doing the research on it as I was watching it, like I just kept seeing all the reviews and like how it's really, really bad, like just some really disturbing stuff with animals and stuff. And I made it like thirty minutes in the movie and there's just one scene that I just I that turned off at that point. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm probably gonna steer away from that one. I don't wanna see that shit. Yeah, there's another one too. I think it's uh another cannibal movie. I forget what it's called, but something similar to that as well. Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 I've watched that one and it was pretty questionable too. Yeah. Okay. Um, but on the plus side, a movie I've been wanting to watch for a long time was uh Maniac, the original Maniac. Yeah. And I highly recommend this one. Like, I think you should watch this one as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome i loved it and i love the i love the remake so yeah me too like i really want to go back and revisit the remakes it's been probably like i don't know five or six years since i've seen it yeah um but yeah the movie really surprised me and uh i was joking to you i was like i just watch it then they announced uh, episode two of the drive-in on shutter and they're having um fuck what's his name Tom Savini. Yeah, Tom Savini. As I guarantee you, they're gonna have that episode. And the first movie they watched was was Maniac. So I didn't, I didn't end up watching it, but uh yeah. Maybe that's know, maybe that's how I'll watch it. I'll fucking go back and Yeah, because they should release it here any day, any day yeah. now. Um another movie I watched was Ginger Snaps. Uh, I think we mentioned it like on our podcast before or a couple of one ones ago. Yeah, I forget um, what episode that was for though. I haven't watched this movie like since I was in high school and it still holds up for me. Yeah. It's still a fun uh, werewolf movie. 
and uh the one main girl in it um from american mary she's fucking hot in it jesus christ <laughs> before she <laughs> and, grows all the hair yeah exactly <laughs> and the last movie i watched was a movie called phenomena which i told you about as well yeah and another weird kind of coincidence started watching it and then it said directed by dario argento and like we were just talking about him and how we wanted to check out some of his movies and <laughs> yeah. this one i didn't really like that much i don't know I like the beginning of it, but the like last half of it, it just kind of lost me. Yeah. They like kept switching between languages, like weirdly, like oh, between really? English and then I think like Swiss. Huh. So I don't know. That's weird. But yeah. And then that's pretty much it. Watched Mean Girls with the Girlfriend last night. Such a good movie. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it's so good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I could watch that movie any day of the week. Yeah, me too. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for, for me this week. What about you? Right. Oh, boy. Strap yourself in. <laughs> I've been on a tear for movies this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a movie, but uh, we finished the last episode of Waco. Like, nice. Way earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was really good. I highly recommend that show. Yeah, I want to get on to it, too. Yeah, it was awesome. Really well made. Uh, and then I convinced Sarah to finally watch. Well, I thought we were going to watch all of the uh, the the Marvel movies, like in yeah, that specific timeline. Yeah, I did mention it. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I wanted to watch them all in that specific timeline where, like, yeah. everything kind of fits into its own place. Yeah, exactly. So then uh, we, we went on Disney Plus, and she realized how many movies there was. <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, I've seen like half of them, so I don't want to watch all them again. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So <laughs> we uh, we ended up watching Captain Marvel first because that was like the first one on the timeline that we hadn't seen. I still haven't seen it. Is it worth checking out? I I enjoyed it. She really liked it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's not my favorite one, but yeah, it was good. Okay. <clears throat> um, And then we ended up watching... Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, because she hadn't seen either one of them. Yeah. Um, those are great. Those are probably like two of my favorite ones in the whole. Yeah, I think the first Guardians is, I don't know, it's, it's a toss-up between that and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. They're just like super fun movies to watch. They are, yeah. Uh, and another one that's not horror. I watched, I finally watched that uh, Alita um battle angel oh yeah how would you think of it i i enjoyed it Me too. it was a lot better than i expected it to be yeah same like i thought it was a pretty good like sci-fi kind of yeah movie and i, I like the like look of it too mm-hmm. yeah like, it's kind of like anime but like not really i don't know it's weird yeah well because they took apparently it's like a manga um right yeah yeah comic book and they took like the look of her to make it look like she was actually a character from one of the comics so I thought, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, okay, so now for the horror movies that I watched. Um, <laughs> I watched May. Uh, How back was at that? the start of the week. Uh, it was pretty good. It was fucked up. Like, she's just, I don't know, she was super, super weird. And the actress did a great job making me feel, like, super uncomfortable through yeah. the whole movie. I've always remember um, seeing the cover of it, of the yeah. movie box. And she looks nothing like she does on the cover. She kind of on the cover looks like kind of like Christina Ricci or like, right? uh, yeah. 
that's what I thought too. And then I looked up the IMDb and I was like, okay, it's not her. Um, but yeah, like the girl that's in the movie, she looks nothing like she does in the cover, which I found oh, okay. kind of weird. But yeah, it was pretty good. Um, then I watched uh, The Ghost of Frankenstein. <laughs> which how, is, oh yeah, I didn't even ask you how that was. It, it I mean, it wasn't great, but it was yeah. from 1942. So it was kind of cool to see that kind yeah. of like horror history. Um, and just like what they found scary back then. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not one of my favorite movies, but it wasn't bad. Uh, I bit the bullet and watched Fantasy Island. Yes, yes. Um, I put a review up on our Instagram page about it. It like, I don't think it was as bad as everybody lets on, Yeah, but it by no means was a good movie. Yeah. I don't know what that studio's been up to, man. Like, like Blumhouse. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's almost like they take like the shittiest ideas and just like make a movie out of them. Yeah. And they just keep using the same actors. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cause uh, Lucy Hale was in truth or dare. Yeah. Which is also a Blumhouse movie. Yeah. Which is uh, our boy Daniel's favorite actress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he loves her. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the movie could have been so cool, but they just yeah. made it like, and I almost saw it like at the end. I was like, okay, this is going to be a sick ending. But then they fucking flipped the script on it and made it shitty again. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, should have just kept it what it was going to be. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Watch it and make your own judgment on it, I guess. And lastly on my list, I watched The Lodge the other night. Yeah. And this is a really, really good movie. Like, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, because whenever we watched The Lighthouse together... It had this trailer for it, and we're like, this looks fucking good. Mm-hmm. And then you told me you were watching it, and you were like, at the start, you're like, man, this is like kind of not good, like kind of boring, but like, yeah, I'm going to stick through it. And then it sounds like uh, it was worth it. Yeah, I'm really glad I stuck through it because, like, the first like maybe half an hour, it's yeah. it's another one of those super slow burn movies. Yeah. But like, the first half hour, like it didn't even really seem creepy or anything like that. Like it didn't seem yeah. like it was going to lead up to anything, but then it did like the second half of the movie was a fucking roller coaster. It was really good. Sweet. Definitely recommend checking it out. But uh, yeah, that's all I got now. <laughs> Made it through that list. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll hop into those podcast shout outs. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Starting off with our boys at It's a Horror Podcast. Yeah. They are finally making their triumphant return from their season break. I'm like uh, super excited for this season. So am I, man. Like, I uh, I think this might be one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. They've done. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they're going to be uh, doing like director episodes, which is mm-hmm. really cool. I like the idea of that. And uh, <clears throat> for their patrons... They're opening up the airwaves uh, on Monday, so tomorrow. Yeah. But um, I think the the actual episode is going to release next week. Yeah. And uh, they're actually – I saw Wes was um, live streaming. He was watching one of the movies from Dario Argento. So they're going to be doing an episode on him, I think, in the future. Sweet, sweet. Which is cool. Uh, next up is We Are Horrified. I'm going to pull up their profile here real quick because I don't remember what they have coming up. 
they have all oh, right cabin in the woods coming out may 11th yes which i am very excited for so as excited. i'm sure you are oh very excited yeah um i'd love to hear their thoughts on that one uh next is we love horror um they're still kind of on their little bit of a hiatus um yeah. But uh, I was talking to Michael earlier today, and uh, it seems like he's been hopping on some other podcasts and having other people coming onto his or onto theirs, I should say, uh, to kind of fill in for Roman for the time being. So I think we'll be hearing from them again shortly. Yeah. And lastly is our boy from Down Under, yeah, Mr. Daniel Craig from the Creepy Crap Podcast. Uh, this guy is a beauty. If you don't listen to his podcast, you absolutely need to start doing that right away. Yeah. You're missing out. Definitely. Um, he has a new episode that he just released today on (laughs) the six headed shark attack. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I missed three, four and five headed shark. (laughs) So (laughs) I have seen the first one. Oh, geez. So I'm kind of interested to see what's going on with that. Um, and also some exciting news on our part. We are going to be guest hosts on one of his episodes coming up. Uh, I'm not sure when the episode will be dropping, but we're going to be recording that um, tomorrow, so Monday. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, me too. Hope he doesn't grill us too much. And that's all I got. So let's hop into that. So like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about 2007's American remake of Funny Games. Uh, The synopsis is two psychopathic young men take a family hostage in their cabin. Straight to the point as usual. Yes, sir. Uh, This was directed by Michael Haneke, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Mm -hmm. Um, Interestingly enough, he also uh, was the director of the original Funny Games. Yeah, I did see that. And I think um I think Naomi Watts kind of like helped push it, I think, from what oh, I okay. read. Like she was a part of it too. Yeah. Like cool. behind the scenes. Yeah. Like the original one, you mean? No, no, like to get the remake going. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um these two movies were the only ones that I'd know of from him, but uh Yeah, same. Some of the popular ones on IMDb seem to have been uh, happy end amour and the white ribbon but i've never heard of any of them <clears throat> um as you just mentioned the uh top billed actress is naomi watts in this one yeah and she played Anne, and she is most famous for her roles in mulholland drive uh king kong the impossible Birdman, and she's also been in the uh, 
the Twin Peaks like reboot. Oh, okay. That came out a few years ago. <clears throat> and she looked good in this movie. She did, yeah. She really did. Um, despite everything that was going on, I mean, she really pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, it also stars Tim Roth. So he played George, who is Anne's husband. Yeah. Uh, he, if you don't know Tim Roth, then... Dude, he's a fucking legend. <laughs> you don't watch movies. Yeah. Uh, so he's most famous for... Oh, excuse me. Um, the Hateful Eight, Pulp Fiction, uh, the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes, which was trash. <laughs> uh, he was also in the Twin Peaks reboot with Naomi Watts. Oh, nice. I haven't watched that yet, but I me feel either like I should. And uh, he was also in Reservoir Dogs from way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, it also stars Michael Pitt, who played Paul. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the psycho teenage guys. And he is known for Seven Psychopaths, Eye Origins, Ghost in the Shell, and The Village. Yeah, the only thing that I knew him from, which I was surprised to see him in this movie, because I haven't seen him in anything else, was uh, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I never really got into that. For I watched like the first three seasons and then kind of like fell off, yeah. off of it. But it I hear it's great, show. though. Yeah, it is. And lastly is uh, Brady Corbet, and he played Peter, who was the other psychotic teenager. Um, he wasn't in too much, but there's a few that I recognize him from, like 13 um, and Mysterious Skin. Uh, he was also in Thunderbirds and Melancholia. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I do remember him in 13 and Mysterious Skin. Yeah, not too much. From, uh, way back when. I was going to put the kid's name on here too, but... I mean, he's not a big actor. He's never really been in much. So yeah, I just kind of left him out. And that's all for me. So if you want to cool. hop into that movie discussion. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the movie opens up. There's a family driving on the highway with a boat. They're heading to their summer cabin. Like a nice like overhead shot. I kind of like this opening a lot. Yeah. They're like playing uh, like, like opera music and they have to like guess what song it is, I'm guessing. So it's a father, wife, and a son, George, Anne, and Georgie. And so they're playing like uh, opera music, like going to their cabin. And then out of nowhere, this fucking random like death metal starts playing. And like my TV was like already loud. And then when that started, like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like a quick little like five second thing. Like it goes on for like a solid minute, I think. Yeah. Like. You and me both like metal, but like this just, I don't know. It took me out of the movie for a bit, to be honest. <laughs> like it was just over the top and like it does come into play later in the movie, but just, I don't know. It was really unnecessary. Very uh, unnecessary. I started it before Sarah went to bed that night or it was last night, I guess. Yeah. And that part came on and she just <laughs> kind of looks at me. She's like, well, this seems like it's going to be a great movie. And I just gets up <laughs> and walks away. I was like, Oh, sweet. Thanks. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my God. So they pull up to like a neighbor's house and they're practicing golf. And the family tells them that they can't practice golf before their uh, game tomorrow. So they have mm. a 10, 10 a.m. tea time next day yeah so they get to their cabin the family also has a uh, golden retriever named lucky 
and they're like just getting settled in. And then their neighbor who was playing golf comes to their gate with a, a kid named Paul, who is um, Michael Pitt's character. Yeah. And he's like all like decked out in white, wearing like white gloves as well. He looks so, like he belongs in like a rowing team or something. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of like chatting to them, like introducing Paul and stuff like that. Um, George and Georgie are putting their boat together, their sailboat together. Uh, Georgie comes in and asks Anne for a sharp knife for the boat. And he leaves. And then another boy shows up. And they don't mention his name right away, but it's uh, Peter who shows up. And he is also all decked out in white with white gloves as well. Yeah. And he basically says, tells Anne that the neighbor, I forgot her, her name. Uh, Fred and, uh, shit, I didn't get his wife's name. I only got the guy's name. Yeah, so uh, he says that she told him to come over to borrow some eggs from Anne. So Anne gives him two eggs. And he like leaves and then you hear him like kind of like, ah, say like, ah, shit. And then she goes out and he dropped two eggs mm-hmm. and he's like being like super like apologetic and just like super, super nice, like over the top. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like weirdly nice. Yeah. And, and cell phone is sitting on the sink, like the ledge of the sink and he comes over and hits her cell phone like by accident in parentheses, but not really Yeah, into the sink full of water. So he starts saying, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, stuff like that. So he leaves and then Lucky's like barking at the door and Anne goes out and both boys are there, Paul and Peter. Yeah. And Peter dropped the eggs again because he says the dog scared him and he's scared of dogs. And at this point, I don't know why like (laughs) Anne hasn't questioned why they're both wearing like gloves. Yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe she was chalked it up to them playing golf out in the yard, but I mean, normally like, you would take them off. I don't off. know. They're not even golf gloves, to be honest. Yeah, that's but true. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being picky. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of like talking to Anne. Paul sees George's golf bag and he goes up to it and pulls out the driver and says, "This is a really nice driver," and that he's been having a hard time out on the golf course. And he asks to borrow his driver to go out and shoot a ball and uh, practice with it. So he goes out. Uh, P- Peter is still like apologizing to Anne for dropping the eggs and all that. George and Georgie are working on the boat still. And you hear Lucky barking a lot. And George is like, Oh, what's wrong? Georgie's like, what's wrong with Lucky? And then you hear like a whimper. So George, the dad is going to go check it out. Mm-hmm. And back at the house, and ask the boys to leave and to stop playing this game that they're playing. So she's already caught, already caught on a bit to what they're doing. Um, just like being super nice and just, I don't know, kind of weird. And they're like, they've overstayed their welcome at this point. It's just oh, like, 100%. Hey, like, yeah. You've broke four of our eggs now. You yeah. Broke my cell phone. Like, get the hell and out like, of here. Yeah. Like, they don't even know who these two boys are. Yeah. Like, especially Peter, because they didn't even really get an introduction from him yet. Mm-hmm. So they say just to give them the eggs and they'll leave. And Anne is starting to get mad at them. And George comes in and is kind of like 
being the mediator a bit. Yeah. He's like kind of on their side at first, but then they just say, Oh, like just give us the eggs and we'll leave. So then Anne leaves and then George starts questioning the boys about like why they're doing here and why they're so nice, like being so nice to them. Yeah. And George says to Paul that you better watch your mouth kid. And then Paul says back to him, he says, you better watch yourself old man. And then George immediately slots him in the face. Yeah. And the other boy, Peter, he grabs George's driver and just smashes him in the knee with it and pretty much breaks his knee. I'm guessing because he's pretty much out of commission the whole movie. Yeah. And, uh, and then after that, they're still apologizing and stuff to them. Like, Oh, we didn't mean to do that. Like it just, you made us do that. And then they're being super nice and stuff like that. And they say, well, you can call the police if you want. Like we won't stop you. But they know the phone's wet from the water and it won't work. Mm -hmm. So then Paul says, let's play a guessing game. He pulls out the golf ball from his pocket and asks, what, what, what's this? And no one really answers. And then George or uh, Paul says, it's a golf ball that it's a golf ball. And I didn't hit the golf ball. And he says like, why didn't I hit it? And then he says, uh, and like the white, your wife knows why. And he's like, I didn't practice with uh, hitting the ball. I practiced with something else. Yeah. So I think Anne kind of caught on at that point. Um, she hit, killed Lucky with the driver. So Anne is asking where Lucky is and they start playing like a hot, cold game. Like Anne's going around trying to find where Lucky is and Paul's saying like cold, colder, hotter, warmer. And then she gets up to the the car and opens the trunk and Lucky falls out of the trunk. It's yeah. pretty disturbing. And then I didn't catch this part. Like I didn't clue in until like later in the movie. But Paul lo- looks back at the camera and he says he says something to the camera. I forget what he says. I don't know if he wrote it down. No, I didn't write it down. But yeah, he breaks the fourth wall there. Yeah, I didn't even notice that, to be honest. Like, I didn't really clue in at what, what was yeah. happening. I noticed it the first time I watched it, but I, I didn't really see it this time around. Yeah. Weirdly enough. So George and Georgie are inside, Anne and Paul are outside, and three people pull up on a boat to their dock. So Anne goes to talk to them, and Paul's like, we both know what you need to say to them. So they both go to the dock and they're just kind of chatting and and introduces them to Paul and like he's being super nice and I don't understand why she couldn't say anything. Like there's already two adults there and now mm-hmm. they're getting three more adults. Like what are Paul and Peter going to do honestly if they tell them? Yeah, I know. I didn't this kind of thoughts popped into my head a few times throughout the movie. Yeah. Like why they don't do more. But anyway, like they ask where George is and Anne tells tells them that he pulled a muscle trying to set the boat and uh, tells them that maybe we'll pop by your place later tonight. Yeah. So they're back in the house and Anne's like, well, what makes you think that they're not going to come back? And Paul and Peter are like, well, they probably won't. So the boys are like 
helping George into the living room, being super nice to him, like giving him advice about how to treat his leg and stuff like that. And Paul like start, Paul calls Peter Tom here. And like, I don't, yeah. I don't, it was confusing the whole movie to, for me, to be honest. It's like Paul has three different names throughout the whole movie. He does. Yeah. Peter, Tom and uh tubby. Yeah. Um, so I don't know the significance to that, but anyway, so they tell Anne to go like make tea or coffee or something. And then she comes back and she, they like kind of push her and she falls onto George and like spills a hot coffee all over them. And then they're kind of like just settling in, like sitting across from each other in the living room. And they ask Paul and Peter why they're doing this. And then Paul tells Tubby, so he uses the word Tubby to tell them. And Tubby or Peter won't tell them why. And then Paul says that Peter's mother divorced his father and that he's an alcoholic and that Peter is poor. And then he's like, no, no, that's like a lie. And then yeah, Peter's like getting visibly upset at the, or Paul's getting visibly upset. Yeah. At like this kind of story that he's saying. Yeah. And so then he tells another, so then Paul tells another story about how they're drug addicts stealing from rich people, summer homes to get drugs. Yeah. But obviously that's not true. Mm-hmm. So he also they, said at one point too, that Paul's like fucking his mother. Yeah. 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 He did. <clears throat> Which kind of set Paul over the edge. Yeah. So it's, they checked the time. It's eight forty PM. And Paul says he wants to make a bet with a family that in 12 hours they'll be dead, like the three family members. Yeah. Or after that, they'll be alive, like for them to win the bet. Mm-hmm. And then here Paul talks to the camera again. And I didn't catch what he said at this point either. But he, he broke the fourth wall again. Yeah. So Paul wants to play cat in the bag. So he grabs Georgie and puts a pillowcase over his head. And then he's ta- kind of talking to Tubby or Peter, like by themselves, like saying like, Oh, Tubby, you have jelly rolls. And they're like, Oh, we want to see if Anne has jelly rolls. So they tell her to take her clothes off. So she gets like fully naked. And they're like, Paul's like, Oh, see Peter, she doesn't have any jelly rolls. So like, they say, Oh, can you put your clothes back on like her bra and underwear? Yeah. This seems super awkward. It is. And like they, they're like talking between themselves. They they ask, uh, I think Paul asked Peter, like, how old do you think she is? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, like 35 maybe. And he's like, she probably wouldn't have a problem with you if you didn't have all your jelly rolls. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it uh, came from. Yeah. So they have the bag on the head on Georgie's head. And then he like stands up and, uh, Georgie peed his pants. And then he like manages to run away from them. And there's a struggle between all four of the adults and Georgie escapes upstairs. And then he runs down the side of the, or climbs down the side of the house. And meanwhile, they're taping up Anne and George. And Peter is staying with the two uh, parents. And then Paul is going to go after Georgie. So Georgie's outside. He almost makes it over the front gate, but he doesn't make it over. So he crawls through a hole in the fence that was mentioned before in the movie, but I didn't I forgot to mention it. Um, and asked Peter how he got into their house 
and he says that there was a, a hole in the fence that Paul told him about. So, yeah, Georgie runs to another neighbor's house. I think it's Fred's house. Yeah, I think but, so too. But uh, there's no one there. The door's unlocked. Paul's following him into the house. And then back at the other house, Peter's like kind of like laughing with them, saying this all happening because of a carton of eggs, pretty much. Like mm-hmm. kind of like laughing about it. Yeah. And then back at the other house, Georgie realizes he's leaving a bunch of like wet trails. So he takes off his wet clothes. He's like running and hiding from Paul. And he's like hiding in a room. And then you hear Paul. He's like, hey, Georgie, I'm going to put on some music for us. And then he starts, puts a CD in. And it's that like heavy metal music from the beginning, <laughs> yeah. which I kind of love to be honest, like to in this scene. Yeah. It makes sense in this scene. Yeah. <clears throat> so then Georgie finds a shotgun and he's out in the hallway and he has it aimed at Paul. And Paul tells him to like cock it. And and then Georgie like, doesn't know how to work a gun, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then Paul just says like, pow. And then he just like walks up and takes a gun from him. Uh, so back at the house, Peter's watching TV. He mentioned that they killed Jenny. That might have been Fred's wife, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. That would make sense if uh, Georgie saw her. Yeah. So everyone's back at in the living room now, and they're going to kill one of them. So they're playing eeny, meeny, money mo. So Peter has the shotgun. Paul says he's hungry, so he goes into the kitchen. And the camera's on Paul the whole time. He's, like, trying to find food in the fridge. He, uh, he asks if anyone wants anything. And then all you hear is a gunshot and then George and Ann screaming and the camera goes into the living room and there's blood in all over the TV and the wall. Mm-hmm. And it stayed on the TV for like a few minutes actually. Yeah. And then the camera pans out and you see Georgie lying there beside the TV dead. So yeah, Paul comes in and then they both leave. They put the, the driver golf club back in the bag and then they leave with uh their car Mm -hmm. and before they leave like paul's getting peter and shit he's like oh whenever you're counting them out you're you're not supposed to kill the person that you end on yeah yeah supposed to be out of the game yeah and uh says like don't be so trigger happy or something like that yeah peter's like oh well he tried to or he turned the wrong way to run or something like that and that's when paul was like well don't be so trigger happy yeah So, yeah, so they killed Georgie. They put the club back and the leave. Um, George is passed out, and you didn't know if he was dead or not, to be honest, mm-hmm. when I was watching it, but he's yeah. not. And Anne is, like, trying to get up. And this whole scene, I just couldn't stop laughing because Anne had, like, major camel toe going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't God. notice, but... <laughs> I don't know why I noticed, but uh, yeah, don't judge. <laughs> so Anne gets up. She goes into the kitchen. She breaks free from the tape. She helps George up um, into like the kitchen area, gets him a chair. She gets the cell phone. It's it's working now, but it's not ringing when she tries to call 911. Yeah. And I don't get at this point either why they they didn't try and just get on the boat and leave like bring the phone with them 
get on the sailboat and just like go to a neighbor's house or something. That's true. Eh? I never even thought of that. Um, so they start uh, blow drying the phone to try and get it to work. I guess this was before the uh, rice trick came into play. Yeah. <laughs> so they can't get the phone to work. George tells Anne that she has to leave to try and find help because George's knee is like through the whole movie. His like uh, pant leg is getting more and more bloodier. Yeah. So it got pretty fucked up. So Anne leaves. George is staying and uh, to blow dry the phone. He gets through to the police, but he can't hear them. I don't think they can hear him. And then the phone battery is low. So it's pretty much dying. Yeah. And Anne's like running down the street. She sees a car coming her way. So she hides behind the tree. And then uh, the car goes by. It's just like a van. And she runs out the, into the street trying to catch them. But she this can't. Part was, this part I found stupid. Like, why? Like, you want to fly down yeah. this car. Yeah. But you hide behind a tree until they drive by and then yeah. you try and chase them down. I found, yeah, like after they killed Georgie, I found this whole part like super boring to me. Okay. Um, Cause I was like, like I was bored and then I, like I checked to see how much time was left and there were still like 45 minutes left. So I was like, okay, so clearly like the the two boys are still going to come back to fuck with them. Yeah. It's, it feels like the climax happened like way too early. Is yeah. Yeah. Like. So yeah, she runs in the street to try and get the car, but, uh, it just keeps going. And then she turns around and there's another car coming her way and it goes back to the house. George is in the living room. And all of a sudden you see a golf ball roll in front of the door. And then Paul says, player one, level two. <laughs> <laughs> and they both come out. They captured Anne. They're going to play the loving wife. And they like say a little like poem thing. And it's like whether they kill her with a knife or whether by gun. Mm-hmm. And then Paul talks to the camera again. And he says like something about like, oh, this is what you guys want to see or something like that. Yeah. And he says that he wants to see, hear her say a prayer backwards with no mistakes and she'll live. And he says it's an easy prayer. And then all of a sudden she grabs a shotgun and just fucking blasts Peter <laughs> like in the chest. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. It surprised the fuck out of me. And then this is the point of the movie where I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> I was so mad. Uh, I wanted to hear your thought on this part. I was, I was yelling at my TV. Like I'm not <laughs> lying. Like I barely even wrote down the rest of the shit. I was so mad. So oh, you I'm may sorry. have to take some, uh, your notes out, but all right. So yeah. So Paul picks up the remote and he's like, he's like, where's the remote? Where's the remote? He's like, this can't happen. He fucking rewinds the movie all the way back <laughs> to before she picked up the gun and shot him and he replays it. And when she goes to pick up the gun this time, he, yeah, you just go on because I didn't even fucking write down what happened after this. <laughs> In my review, I talk about this scene and why I actually like it. So yeah. we'll, we'll, I, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Like my scores that. are not that great, but my scores are pending us talking about this. So you can kind of explain more shit to me. 
Okay. So on the, the do over, we'll say, yeah. Uh, Paul grabs a shotgun away from her and I'm pretty sure like smashes her over the face with it. Yeah. Uh, and says that she's not allowed to break the rules. Yeah. So they're still trying to play this game with Anne and uh, they're letting her decide whether they kill George or who they're letting her decide who they kill first and with what weapon they kill them with. So whether it's yeah. with the gun or with the knife. Yeah. And then they ended up, um, just stabbing George because it's like a more painful way to kill him. Yeah. Because she didn't want to play the game. Um, and then I think before they leave, they end up, they shoot him before they leave. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then, uh, they like tie Anne up again and they put a gag in her mouth and they bring her down to, uh, the sailboat, like the family sailboat. Yeah. And it's the next morning too. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's the next morning. And, um, so they get on the sailboat and they're sailing away and, um, Paul knows how to sail, but Peter's kind of like, doesn't like, you can tell that he doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. He can't swim either. I think. <laughs> yeah. True. They, yeah. Paul mentions that too. Um, but, uh, Peter's like talking about some weird ass shit. Like I didn't write it, yeah. all, write it all down whenever he was talking about, it, but he like, neither one of them were paying attention. No. And then Peter cuts or, uh, and finds the knife that she had gave Georgie earlier in the movie. Yeah. And she's trying to cut the ropes that are, that her yeah. hands are tied up with. And, uh, Paul interrupts Peter and says, Oh, look at that. So then they grab her and they pull her up and sit her in between the two of them. They're sitting on the side of the boat. Yeah. And then, uh, so Peter keeps going on about it, whatever the fuck it was that he was talking about. And then Paul's like, wait, what time is it? And he was like, oh, it's like 830 or something like that, like mm-hmm. in the morning. And uh, out of nowhere, Paul just pushes Anne over the edge and says, ciao, Bella. And just <laughs> fucking <laughs> keep driving the boat away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, where the hell did that come from? Yeah. And then Peter even says, like, oh, why'd you do that? Like, she's still at a half an hour left. And yeah. Paul said something. I forget what it was that he said, but he said something in regards to like why he did it. Yeah. Like he was getting bored with it or something. I don't yeah. Know. I think that's what he said. And then, uh, they end up turning the sailboat around mm-hmm. and they dock it. And then next thing you know, they're knocking on a neighbor's door and asking them for help. Or, yeah. Did they ask them for eggs too? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the house they go to. So the people that showed up before, Paul, when they're talking, Paul like interrupted them and was like, Oh, is your house the one with the red dock? Oh yeah. That's and they're like, yeah, that's it. And he's like, Oh, it's a very nice house. So yeah. then they pull up to the red dock and I was like, Oh fuck. So yeah, he goes up to the house, knocks on the back door and the girl comes out and then she's like, she's like, Oh, what can I do, do for you? Like, what are you doing here? And he's like, Oh, sorry. You don't remember me. I'm Paul from earlier. He's like, um, and or I think he used the same name as before. He was like, she sent me over to get some eggs. And then I think like, she's like, okay, just come in. And I think the movie yeah. ends. Yeah. So it just implies that they're going to be doing the same thing all over again. Yeah. And like, I want to know like how long until people figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a few questions for this movie. Yeah. Like I, so yeah, that's, that's the way the blood splatters for that one. Yeah. Um, I was really close to rewatching this movie again today. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. Like I wanted to give another chance, but I don't know. The end scene made me so mad, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to watch it again. Cause yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I'm undecided to be honest. Okay. In your defense that the first time I watched it and that scene came up with the remote control, yeah. I kind of had the same thoughts you did. I was yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? Like as soon as it happened, I just like yelled, like, are you fucking kidding me? Cause you think like, Oh, finally, like they're going to get away from these guys. Yeah. Nope. And like, you didn't see that fucking shotgun blast coming. No, at all. But fuck. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's hop into those reviews. All right. <clears throat> so for my story, I gave it a seven out of 10. I feel like I, I scored both of these significantly higher than you did, but we'll yeah, see. yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so I gave the story a 7 out of 10 uh, I said it's a home invasion movie which is obviously done a lot but this one is done quite a bit different uh, in most home invasion movies the people that are like breaking in are usually quiet and don't necessarily interact with the people yeah. the homeowners and in this one they're like complete psychopaths and just like playing these twisted mind games with them and yeah. it's like psychological torture whereas in most home invasion movies it's more like actual physical torture yeah like they just break them down over this 12 hour span yeah they do um before finally killing them all in the end um i said although it's a remake um i like that michael haneke directed both and kind of kept it to what he wanted it to be yeah because i guess that's a shot for shot remake yeah there's only one scene that they made a little bit different but okay but other than that, yeah, everything's pretty much the exact same. Uh, and I gave the quality an 8 out of 10. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. Um, I said there's great acting by every main character. Yeah. Uh, the, the two guys seem genuinely nuts, and the family like legitimately, legitimately seems to be fearing for their lives. Yeah. Uh, I like how they break the fourth wall to make the ending pan out the way that they want to. And further exemplifying the fact that Paul is in control of everything. Right. Yeah. So that's why I kind of like that remote control thing. Cause it's like, yeah, this is my thing and you're not going to fuck with it. Yeah. Um, I said, not that it's particularly nice to see the bad guys win, but it's something that rarely ever happens. So it's kind of like a, a fresh take on shit no, for sure. Uh, I actually felt really bad for the family. Like, yeah, you really care about this family. Yeah. And uh, Peter and Paul both did a great job making me cringe and feel like super uncomfortable throughout pretty much all of their scenes. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, the one thing I didn't like about it, I feel like the family really gave up fighting. Like, I feel like there's Agreed. so much that they could have done before that shotgun came into the living room where they were like yeah. actually scared for their lives. I know. Like, why didn't you fight back at all? Yeah. Like, they weren't tied up or anything like that. They were just sitting no. on the couch. Yeah, exactly. That's the like the main gripe that I have with this movie. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's what I scored it. Um, What would you have given your scores after the first time you watched it? Like, same scores? Probably, like, fives for both. Yeah, okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay, so I hope I don't get fucking shit on for this, but... (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I think my scores will change after watching it again and maybe like talking to you more about it. I don't know. So for my story, I gave it a three out of 10. Damn dude. Um, I was, in, I was kind of into this movie up until the ending. Like I, I, I need to watch this again, to be honest. Yeah. Like, even after talking to you about like you explaining why you liked it, it does make sense. But yeah. Um, I did like some of the ideas they were doing like throughout the movie, but just like too many plot holes for me. Mm-hmm. Like they never answered why they're doing it. That's true. Um, the neighbor from the beginning that Paul first showed up with, like, who was that? Like, did they not come see the family? Like, I don't know. Well, what I got from that, like, cause it seems like they're on this like repeating cycle, right? Yeah. So it's like they started off with that family and they did exactly what Ann did with the people that came up on the boat. Yeah. Like just played it off as like, oh, it's our family members or something. Yeah. Um, And then like Peter's name kept changing. Like, I don't know if it was just Paul, maybe like, I don't know. Now you got me thinking. I get that. Paul was like, if Paul is controlling the movie, like Paul is the director. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't like Pete, like Peter's name, like he's maybe, like, yeah. oh, I like Tubby or something. I don't know. And then like the whole ending, just I don't know what the fuck. Like, <laughs> maybe it was just too like meta for me. I don't know. Like, okay. I don't. Know. But them killing Georgie so violently was really was really shocking, though. I kind of like yeah. that. And like a lot of the reviews I saw, like people said it was like really disturbing to watch this movie, but I I didn't really feel that way, to be honest. I didn't until like, until they killed Georgie. Like I found that. Yeah. And like they, the fact that you like just see him lying on the floor. Yeah. It's like, Oh fuck. Um, so yeah, three to 10, but I think my score will definitely change after I watch it a second time. So quality, I gave it a four out of 10. Shit. Yeah. Again, I think my score will change after watching it a second time. So yeah, don't come after me. <laughs> um, but I did think the acting in this was really good. Like all around, like everybody, especially yeah. Michael Pitt. I thought he did a really good job. Like kind of that, like I could, I could tell that he like if they did try to fight back, I feel like he could stand up for himself and like become more violent, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and like his sarcastic ways of like talking to the camera, I thought was like really good. Yeah. So yeah, the two like main villains are really disturbing and creepy. Um, yeah. Like I wrote down, like I really don't know how I feel about this movie. Like this is a hard, hard to score for me. So yeah. like, I don't know understandable yeah because like you feel like it's a good movie but it's like one of those movies that you just i just can't wrap my head around it yeah so yeah i don't know watch story three out of ten and quality of four out of ten shit i know i I feel terrible (laughs) (laughs) i feel bad okay so we know our scores let's head on over to rotten tomatoes and see how they scored it um the critics consensus Though made with great skill, Funny Games is nevertheless a sadistic exercise in chastising the audience. <clears throat> so I think you like that critics' consensus more than I do. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you think the critics scored it? Um, I'm going to say a 65. Okay. It's quite a bit lower than that. Really? Yeah. These scores kind of surprised me on Rotten Tomatoes. So the critics scored it a 52% on 144 ratings. Okay. Huh. And the o- audience scored it a 54%. Wow, thirty thousand nine hundred and forty-three ratings, but then on IMDb it has like quite a bit higher. I think it's like a yeah six six something. But uh, um, yeah, what's the Rotten Tomato score of the original one? Uh, let me check. I think it's quite a bit higher, but I don't understand. Like, if it's the exact same like shot for shot remake, like are these actors really? better than these guys or i did read that the guy that plays paul like in the original yeah did like fucking amazing job oh really i've read i need to watch the original one just yeah, to, to compare the two yeah so the original the critics critics scored it 67 and okay. the audience the audience scored it an 83 wow the yeah. audience loves that one. Holy. Yes. So it's a pretty significant jump. Okay. <clears throat> okay. That kind of makes me really want to watch it now. Yeah, me too. I don't think it came out too much earlier than this one, did it? Uh, Nine or ten years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we got that out of the way. Let's hop on over to that scare section. Let's do it. Okay, so what did you uh, give it for a scare rating? So scare rating, I gave it a four out of ten. Okay. Um, the two main villains are really creepy and sadistic, but you don't really feel that threatened from them. Mm-hmm. But I think that's not like I think they're doing that on purpose. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Like they, yeah, I th- they want to make you like you, the audience, think that they're not that, I don't know, evil or sadistic because they mm-hmm. keep like apologizing, being really nice. But I think whenever like shit gets real, like Peter just fucking kills a kid, like kills a kid, like doesn't even yeah. give a shit, right? Well, and they killed the family dog and everything. Like it's yeah, exactly. It's almost like they don't believe that they're evil too. Right. Yeah. Um, what were you? I was similar to you. I gave it a five out of 10. Yeah. I said it was more of a feeling of like constant uneasiness and like feeling that you can't really do anything, like feeling trapped almost. Um, the fact that like they had their kid in there with them kind of struck me as well. And like, obviously the whole scene with the kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, overall it's not like a super, like, it's not like a scary movie. It's like, no, no. Kind of edge of your seat, like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and what was your scariest scene? So, scariest scene, I went whenever Paul is chasing Georgie through the neighbor's house. Yeah, because, like, Paul's, like, talking to him, like, being nice. And then he's just like, hey, Georgie, you're going to put this music on for you. And there's just this crazy death, <laughs> death metal music that's playing as well. And then whenever Georgie has the gun sh- like aimed at him, like Paul pretty much teaches him how to shoot the gun, but he doesn't know what any of the shit means. So we can't, mm-hmm. 
So I picked that scene. Yeah. So I used the same scene, but just a different part of it. Like I said, okay. I said when George is trying to like get into the house and you see Paul coming out of the dark. Yeah. And he has his white shirt. Yeah. Like that's all you see is the white shirt and shorts, like walking towards him. And I mean, it's, it's not like overly scarier by any means, but it's just, uh, like, I think I've mentioned in the train to Busan episode, like I, whenever I watch people getting chased, like I feel like I'm getting chased at the same time. Yeah. But, yeah. No, for sure. <clears throat> so I was kind of getting that feeling from it. Nice. Okay. Do you think you could take on Tubby and Paul? <laughs> Paul? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would survive. Um, Paul and Peter don't seem that strong or like menacing. Like, uh, maybe maybe I wouldn't. Like, I don't know. I think I would, but they might fucking turn on a dime like that. And just fuck me up or something. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I said I think I would too. Like, but like you've said a couple times now, like. <clears throat> We don't know. Like, we don't know what their full potential is. Well, I guess, yeah. like, we know that they're sick fucks and yeah. they'll pretty much do anything. But, like, yeah. like you said with uh, with Peter, like, you think he could – or with Paul, sorry. Peter and Paul, fuck. Um, <laughs> you said with him, like, you could see him, like, really being able to <clears throat> kind of hold his own and throw down if he had to. Yeah. And but, like, I mean – Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I, like you and I both, I feel like, would put up way more of a fight than this family did. Yeah. It's just like they've accepted their fate. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I guess Paul, if we were in this movie, like, it seems that Paul is, like, kind of the director of this movie. Yeah. So he can change shit whatever the fuck way he wants. Yeah. So he might be fucked in the end anyway. Yeah. Um, And I, I didn't really see him... At the beginning, when I saw like Tim Roth is like the dad, I was like, "Do these kids know who they're fucking with?" Like, this is Tim <laughs> Roth. <laughs> That's true too. Eh? Like, all he has to do is fucking unleash on them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is another top five week, and we kind of racked our brains for this one. And uh, given the fact that this is a horror remake, yeah. we decided to do our top five horror remakes. Yes, sir. So uh, we'll start off with your honorable mentions. We'll so go from there. with my honorable mentions. Um, so like you said before we recorded this, you made a post of uh, remakes back in like, I don't know, October or September. Yeah, and I had commented on it, but I have actually changed my list from back then. Um, so my honorable mentions are... Uh, Maniac, one with <laughs> Elijah Wood. Yeah. Fucking great movie. Yeah. Um, the Crazies, another great one. Yeah. I haven't seen the original of that one. No, um, neither have I. And then The Rain as well. I thought it was a really good remake. Cool. Just yeah. a three? Just a three, yeah. All right. So my honorable mentions also have Maniac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it also has the ring, and it also has the crazies. Nice. <clears throat> but I've also added um, House of Wax. Ooh, yeah, nice. Uh, My Bloody Valentine. Nice. And Fright Night. Nice. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, all six of these could 
easily be up in the top five, but yeah, unfortunately it doesn't work that way. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So what's your number five? So my number five is the fly. Nice. Uh, I haven't watched this movie in a while, but I remember watching it as like a a little kid or teenager and just fucking disgusting. Like you, you can't keep your eyes away from Jeff Goldblum in this movie. Yeah. And not in a good way either. No, like it's fucking nasty for like the time. Like it was like late eighties, but just like his transformation into the fly, like, ugh, disgusting. Yeah. Just super grotesque. Yeah. So that's my number five. Cool. Uh, My number five is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. Um, We've talked about this one a couple times before and this, I don't know. It's such a good remake. Like it It is. Like I said in one of our previous episodes, like it kept that like dirty and gritty feeling to it and just like added even more to it. Yeah. And uh, Jessica Biel. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Enough said. Yeah. Uh, So my number four is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. Um, Yeah. Like just a really great remake. And uh, I feel like they did like the faces, like him of um, Leatherface wearing the faces was like way more disturbing than like the one back in the day. Yeah. To do more with it. Like the guy's face, like looked like his actual fucking face. Mm -hmm. Like it's fucking nasty. Yeah. So, and I like how they made this one almost seem like it was like actually based on true story or true. Yeah. Yeah. Like they had the cops going through the house at the start of it and Yeah. Yeah, and then like there's the like the music and all that mm. shit. Yeah. <laughs> My number four is the fly. <laughs> <laughs> so we've swapped our five and four. I think uh, we're gonna have a lot of the same movies on this yeah, list. Yeah. So but that's okay. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh so yeah, like I'm piggybacking what you said with the fly. It's a fucking great movie. It was yeah. absolutely disgusting for its time and like for now even too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's just like ugh. Jeff Goldblum does not look like Ian Malcolm in this one. Let's just say that. No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, great movie. I've never seen the original, but it's like really yeah, old, either. and I yeah. feel like I probably wouldn't enjoy it very much. But yeah, who knows? <clears throat> All right, All what's right, your number so- three? My number three is it. Okay. Uh, fucking great remake. Although like, I don't, this one doesn't come to mind as a remake just cause like the, the one with, uh, what's his face? Tim um, Curry. yeah, Tim Curry. It's like a, it's a season. Well, it was a season. So I don't really see it. I always forget about this one as a remake. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think they really pulled this one off. Like, I think people were kind of skeptical about it. And yeah, fucking All creepy right. movie. What's your number three? Cool. My number three is The Evil Dead. Nice. And uh, <clears throat> this movie, it's like, it's it's a remake, but it's almost more like a reboot. Yeah. Like, it's really not that similar to the original. Yeah. Like the original is kind of quirky and like funny and weird yeah. and Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell. And yeah, the remake was a fucking shit show. 
like yeah. in a good way. Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> like, it yeah. is just like, everybody's dying all over the place. It broke the world record for the amount of blood that they used throughout yeah. the movie. Like it, it's just an insane movie. Yeah. It, it's fun to watch and it's scary as all hell. It is. Um, so I'm just going to piggyback off you. My number two is evil dead. Perfect. <laughs> So, yeah, whenever I first heard they were remaking this, like, like everyone, it's like kind of like, eh, like, I don't know. But yeah. then you hear that Bruce Campbell and uh, the fucking director from the first one were yes. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi. Yeah. Were behind the scenes helping it. So they're like, okay. And this movie fucking delivered. Mm-hmm. Like, it's bloody it's disgusting it's scary and like apart from the first one like you actually believe why they're staying at this cabin yeah like they have a reason to like in the first one they're just they could just fucking pretty much leave whenever they want to Mm -hmm. but in this one like it's she's a drug addict so they want to get her to stay and shit it's yeah it's believable yeah definitely um yeah, I would love to cover this movie on the podcast sometime. For sure. I've kind of been scared to to uh suggest it cuz it's like filled with gore, but it it, it <laughs> is. It is very disturbing, especially like some of the scenes. Like that scene with the box watch. cutter in her tongue. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, even for you that probably makes you cringe. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. It makes me curl up in a little ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my number 2. Awesome. All right. I know what your number one is, but your number one is my number two. I'm going with uh, The Thing. Nice. And uh, I think it's your number one anyways. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie, but uh, there's one remake that, that just beats it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is one of those movies that you can just watch over and over and over and over again and not get sick of it. I know. Fucking, that's a good one. Kurt Russell's such a badass, too. He is. All right. All right. It's that time. So my number one is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Just kidding. I almost believed you. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> my number one is The Thing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I figured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Kurt Russell is fucking badass. And you and me were just talking about this movie the other day, actually. Yeah. Because we might be covering it, possibly. We're not we're unsure yet. Well, we probably will mm-hmm. eventually, but... Um, yeah, and I was like... What were we talking about? Something about remakes. And then I was like, oh yeah, I haven't seen the OG or... I haven't seen the, oh, re- right, yeah, yeah. the remake of this one. And you're like, what do you mean? The one with Kurt Russell is a remake. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, it's not. <laughs> then you're like, oh, it's like the thing from the other world or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, shit, I didn't even know that. So, And I had completely forgotten about the 2011 remake of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about that one. But uh, yeah, the thing, like the makeup effect for the time is – really amazing mm-hmm. yeah. it's fucking terrifying and just kurt russell kicking ass yeah uh so yeah let's let the people know what your number one is because i know what it is 
<laughs> my number one is it. Yeah. Chapter one, not chapter two. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of the few people I think that was like super on board for the new look of Pennywise. Like I yeah. thought he looked super creepy. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy Bill Skarsgård, like in pretty much everything that he's in. Yeah, me too. Um, so I was definitely on board for, for everything that they were doing with it. Yeah. And then, uh, once the movie came out and I watched it and I realized like all those facial expressions, like the eye movements, the lips, his mouth, it's all him. Yeah. Like none of it is fake. And I was just like, that is fucking cool. Like this guy is like perfectly cast for this role. I know. Um, and like, like uh, he can do stuff with his face that yeah, like, I think is humanly possible. Yeah, like in uh, some of the trivia I was reading for It Chapter 2, there's a funny trivia. Bill Hader, one of the Bill Skarsgård, they're like, he's like, oh, that's so funny that they like made your eyes move and shit like that, like on their own. Yeah. And he's like, Bill's like, Oh, what you mean this? And then moves like both his eyes in both directions <laughs> and scares the fuck out of Bill Hader. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so funny. I would love to see an interview with those two together. Yeah, me too. Talking about it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my number one. Nice. And okay. So that's the end of it. What uh, do you want to tell the fine people what your next movie is going to be? Yeah. So my next movie um, isn't necessarily a horror movie. Okay. But I feel like horror fans will still love this movie. So it's a sci-fi movie. And we are going to watch 1997's Stormship Troopers. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, we're going to have fun with that one. (laughs) Yes, we are. Just fucking bug aliens killing some people oh shit i haven't watched this movie in so long me either i used to watch this movie so much yeah as a kid oh man yeah oh yeah we're gonna have fun with that one yeah we are good choice i like thank it. you thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right so uh that's it for us for uh this episode um keep your eyes and ears open for uh the listener requests at the end of the week because uh this is our listener request week. And, yep. um, so we'll be and I'm not sure that. when that creepy crap episode is going to be dropping, but just in case it does come out the next week or two, just keep your ears open for that. Yeah, definitely. All right, dude. A pleasure as cool. always. All right, guys. Take, take care guys. See ya. Thank you.